The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should never be used as a substitute for mental care, medical care, or for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. Always consult with a mental health or healthcare professional before engaging in any activities promoted in this podcast. Have you ever wanted to be a superhero? Join clinical psychologist Dr. Janina Scarlett and host Dustin McGinnis as they explore the psychology behind your favorite TV shows, movies, books, comics, video games, and more. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Superhero Therapy with Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm your host, Dustin McGinnis. I am a musician, filmmaker, and all-around fanboy. And I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm a clinical psychologist, author, and a full-time geek. We're going to go ahead and continue providing support to our listeners during this pandemic by focusing all of our Superhero Therapy episodes on learning how to cope during this challenging time. We have a very special guest with us today, a wonderful actress, nonprofit co-founder, and all-around superhero, the one and only Chase Masterson. Thank you so much for being on our show today, Chase. You are too kind, and it's such an honor and pleasure to be on your show. Really great work that you guys are doing. It's wonderful. (laughs) Life-giving. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you. One thing I just want to lead off with is I'm thrilled to be working with Janina on Pop Culture Hero Coalition, which is the first ever organization to use TV, comics, and film to bring mental health skills to people that need them. And we work in schools, Comic-Cons, and children's hospitals. And I'm just super excited about this work. I founded the organization in 2013 and have been honored to work with Janina and Carrie Goldman, who's our co-founder and the rest of our team, to bring this really wonderful, relatable work to people who need it. Chase, I am absolutely honored to work with you. I love you very, very much. And I so admire you and everything you're doing. And I just want to say that you're one of my biggest heroes and your work is saving lives. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for everything you're doing on a daily basis. Thank you, Janina. And so very much right back to you. You are probably my very biggest hero ever in my life. The things I've learned from you are irreplaceable, and I truly don't know where I'd be without them. And, you know, when I say the importance of bringing this work to people, I know it firsthand. I know it because so much of superhero therapy and what you've taught me is in this work, and I know that it works. And so especially right now during COVID, it's so important that we stand together and use these tools. So I was on Star Trek Deep Space Nine for five years, recurring in the role of Lita. And one thing that's always really excited me about Star Trek, well, there's two things. One is the power of the stories that is just so incredibly important and transcendent. And that's the reason that the show has been so popular for so many years. That's really why all science fiction is so strong. And It's why these stories of superheroes and heightened reality, they call to our hearts and give us wonderful examples of the kind of work that we're meant to do. I've really always connected with Star Trek for that reason. And the second reason is the fans are so loyal and faithful and have such great hearts and such a sincere desire to make the world better. It's laid down in Roddenberry's concepts, and it's so much of what the show is about on screen and off. 
You know, it's amazing that after all these years, Deep Space Nine is so beloved. I know so many Star Trek fans who watch and rewatch the series. I was wondering, what do you think it is about Star Trek that really speaks to fans? I think about Deep Space Nine in particular, the relationships that were ongoing. DS9 was the first ever serialized television, and the producers took a real risk on it counting on the audience, almost a dare for the audience to tune in week after week. And that's why the show is popular now, I think, because it is so streamable. But it was the first show of that kind that was really meant to be streamed. Even before streaming existed, they had that in mind because they knew the direction that television was going. I think it's the relationships that bonds it together, you know, and the adventure and all of the Dominion War and all of that is great, but it, it's the stories within that, the, the the stories of the cost of war and the risks we take to do the right thing and the power of standing up for each other, even when it's the most difficult thing we can imagine. And stories of family, stories of betrayal, stories of fear and and of loss and what we do with it. And that's all really inherent in, in Deep Space Nine. Definitely. Yeah, you both are amazing and you help so many people on a daily basis. What are some of the things that you both see in terms of what people are struggling with these days? You know, both in working with the patients that I'm working with now as a clinical psychologist and also from what I'm gathering on social media, a lot of people, of course, are feeling very scared of not knowing when it will be over and what's going to happen to them. But I'm also seeing other very prevalent emotions that happens in a lot of individuals as they're going through something traumatic or after they experience trauma, which is guilt. A lot of individuals are feeling guilty, somehow believing that they are not doing enough. I think there's this assumption that we need to be out there sword swinging in order to do something. But the truth is, there's 7 billion people in the world, and each one of us has a specific role to play. And for doctors mm -hmm. and nurses, those roles are very clearly defined. For the incredible grocers and truckers who are making sure that we all have produce and food to sustain ourselves, their job is clearly defined. And these are individuals that are saving our lives on a daily basis. And the rest of us also have very important roles to play, whether it's individuals that are supporting different kinds of tech companies to make sure these businesses are ongoing, uh, whether it's individuals that are support systems for their friends or communities or neighborhoods, or individuals like you, Chase, who are supporting thousands of people virtually or in person, I think that we are doing it. And I think a lot of times the assumption is because we might be, some of us anyway, are doing it from our couch, we think that we're not doing enough, but it's only because we think that what we're doing doesn't make a difference, but it does. 7 billion of us together, working together, whether it's practicing physical distancing, whether it's checking up on our friends, whether it's making sure that people that we know are okay, that's all of us pitching in together and virtually holding hands all over the world, creating this beautiful energy of love and support and compassion. That's really what's going to be most helpful for all of us in facing this common enemy. So true, isn't it? Yes. The beauty of it is that it really does take all of us and we all get to bring whatever it is that we do 
to the situation and to help the crisis. And it may sound cliche, but if you're helping one person, that is enough, that is good. And hey, if I'm that person, I'm going to be really glad for it. Mm -hmm. And that's the way the world works is that who knows what that person may go on to do. And even if they don't, you've made a difference. And it's beautiful to know that we can do that just by bringing our own tools, our own skills. We don't have to all be doctors and nurses. I'm incredibly grateful that they are here. But yes, if it weren't for all of us, this world wouldn't function. Exactly. Mathematically speaking, if we help one person, we're actually helping six because most people, if they're feeling supported, if they're feeling helped, usually go on to help at least five more people. And so oh, wow. by helping one person, we're helping six people. And so if we help six people in one day, we're helping 36 people. And then each one of those 36 people is then going on to help a whole bunch of more people. And so really, when you think that a simple text to a friend, or maybe Zoom or FaceTime with a friend to check on them to having virtual tea with, with someone that you know, doesn't matter, you're wrong. Because by doing that, you're creating resilience and you're supporting that person in time of need and then that person can help a whole bunch more people and so by doing that we're creating this very powerful foundation for recovery just people staying home engaging in this physical distancing they're already helping out a lot of people if you really look at it so what are some ways that people can cope with these feelings that they're having in terms of guilt you mean well, in terms of anxiety and fear and yeah, guilt. and helplessness, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing we can ask ourselves is, what can I do and what do I need? I think those two are very important questions. What can I do in my capacity? What is something I can do to show up today for somebody else? And sometimes that means maybe doing one project instead of eight because maybe it means that we put our heart and soul into that project and maybe that project will be the really meaningful one instead of really pushing ourselves and spreading our attention too thin but making sure that we really support that project or that person and then the second question what do i need is a really important one because by supporting ourselves by asking ourselves what we can do for ourselves can boost our resilience and can make it easier for us to then show up for other people if we take an extra hour for example to catch up on a favorite tv show or to catch up with a friend we might have more emotional resilience to then be able to support for a loved one who might be going through a hard time and so if you ever think that self-care is selfish it's the opposite of that self-care is necessary it's a mechanism by which we recharge like a cell phone you know when when our phone is running low on battery we plug it in and so by supporting ourselves in these means we are then charging up our own internal battery so that we can be that beacon of hope for other people that's so great yes and i've experienced that through my friendship with you janina i mean i don't mean to go on about it but as a really, truly bona fide introvert, which would surprise a lot of people, but I am, and left to my own devices, I will probably hole up and not make that phone call. I'm one of those people that isolates very naturally, I guess, not to my own benefit. And I've realized that just through phone calls and staying in touch and Skype conversations or Netflix party and things like that, that I have more energy and will to get up in the morning, to do the work of the coalition, to just give 
into the world and more energy for myself. I had just a brighter outlook. Humans weren't meant to go this alone. And even though a lot of us have that tendency because of trauma or just sad things in our lives or true introversion, it doesn't mean it's good for us. Exactly. And I have to say, I've been loving watching Shira on Netflix Party with you. Um, so for those of you that are not familiar, Netflix Party is a Google Chrome extension. It's free. So you'd need Google Chrome, which you can download for free, and you need a Netflix account. And then you can download a Google Chrome extension that allows you to have almost like a virtual theater in a way. It allows you to watch a Netflix movie or a TV show show with friends and loved ones even if they're far away or even if you can't be in the same room with them by creating a virtual link that all of your friends can click and be in the same kind of website by watching this tv show or movie together and on the side there's a chat where you and your loved ones can chat about what you're watching and it's been so much fun I've been really enjoying it yeah it has been fun me too it's even more fun than I thought it would be and it's yeah (laughs) connections are so wonderful you got to keep them going especially during these times you know there's so much fear and anxiety and confusion going on what are some stressors and risk factors that are on top of the pandemic that we should consider as well Well, I think some of the things that not a lot of news sources are talking about, although some are starting to talk about it more, is for individuals who were already struggling with loneliness or some kind of either physical health or or mental illness, and then also with individuals that might be in some kind of an unsafe situation. For example, people who might be experiencing like intimate partner violence, for example, who might be trapped and might be unable to leave for people that are going through abuse and might not know where to turn. So nowadays that physical distancing is mandated and implemented, some individuals might feel more trapped and unable to seek support than previously. And so I really wanted to make sure that we talk about that today. We are hearing that at least in some households, there have been increased numbers, unfortunately, of domestic violence. And so I did want to provide some resources. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233 for United States. Or you can text love is or you can text hello or you can text, well, just about any word to number 22522. So again, you can text love is to the number 22522. And similarly, if you are someone who is being abused or if you're struggling with mental health crisis of any kind, it doesn't have to mean that you're feeling suicidal, but perhaps you're feeling overwhelmed. In the United States, you can text the crisis text line 741741. All of these are free and confidential. They're available 24 seven. You will not be charged. You don't even have to give your name, but you will be treated with love and compassion and support, and you will learn helpful skills and resources to help you get through this. For folks in the LGBT community, there's actually an LGBT-focused hotline too. It's called the Trevor Project. You can call 866-488-7386 or you can text START to the number 678-678. 
the truth is the word that you text doesn't really matter so you can text hello for example again the number for the trevor project is 678678 those are some really good resources there. And when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about people who are stuck in those kind of abusive situations being kind of cornered and not having anywhere else to go. And that's why it's so important, just part of why it's so important for us to make these stands all the time. You know, I mean, we can't wait until we're isolated or until we hear of a suicide or we see something in the news. We can't either let ourselves get hardened to that happening or wait for the next pandemic to have a sense of urgency, you know? I mean, for us to know how important it is that we create a world where there isn't a sense of toxic masculinity, where boys are taught early on to respect women, to respect girls, and to have empathy, and for there to be equality. And it's just so important that we teach these things when kids are young, so that we don't have to put out fires and lose lives or have people be miserable when they're older. We need preventative action for this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, thank you for saying that. And I know that you're working not only with myself but with a lot of other folks to create resources to support individuals who are struggling. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about that, about some of the like curriculum or different kinds of resources that the Pop Culture Hero Coalition are putting together? Thank you. Well, I'm super excited to be able to be working on this next leg of our work with you. As I mentioned, this work is to bring mental health skills to children and teens and adults using pop culture stories. So examples from Wonder Woman, Batman, Harry Potter, Supergirl, all of these stories have these great lessons for us. That's why we love them. And since we're not able to do this work in schools, well, first of all, we created a 32 lesson plan curriculum. And Janina, you were on the forefront of that, putting more lesson plans together than anybody that had worked on it, along with Carrie Goldman, our curriculum director. Carrie is amazing. This work was piloted last fall. We collected information on it in January, and we're getting ready to market it in February. And then our launch was to be in March. But then, obviously, there's no schools in March. So we've worked on this curriculum since 2016 and are really aching to get it out there because it is so powerful. So with that door closed, we're adapting the lesson plans for home use for children and teens who are in isolation with parents. And obviously, depression, anxiety, loneliness, fear, suicidal ideation, cutting, self-harm of many kinds, addiction, all of these things are easily exacerbated during loneliness. They feed on loneliness. And often when you shine the light of connection on them, they get better. So we are reaching out with lesson plans that you are creating, Janina, to kids and teens at home during this time. And I'm so excited about your resilience lesson plan, which we have completed. And I just saw that you sent me another one today for social isolation and dealing with that. So we're putting this together and we're going to have it available on our website. It's not quite there soon, but I'd say give it another week or so and we'll have some updates on how you can get these lessons. And I wouldn't even say lessons, they're fun exercises, tools, things to do, and you can have them at home. I mean, it sounds amazing. What you guys are doing is helping lives. It is going to help so many people. Just expanding upon that, what are some more ways that people can take care of their physical and mental health during this trying time? 
the reason I'm so passionate about this work again is because I know it works because I've had some extremely serious depression and anxiety and trauma and I'm so much better now. I think that's pretty evident, but it wasn't always like this. And the tools that have helped me so much that you've taught me very much include self-compassion and mindfulness. And you need mindfulness in order to do anything that can really help you because so often the trauma and the pain seems to overtake our minds. So training our minds to have the ability to focus on anything else other than our pain is a skill. And it's hard at first, but you can get good at it. You know, you have every right to be in pain. You have every right to be angry and depressed and and hurting. And yet, if it's not serving you, there are ways to move through it. And I'm so grateful for having learned them in the mindfulness tools that you've taught me, Janina. And I have to say, I honestly don't know where I would be without you. Just in my darkest moments, you were the person that would text me every single day for months just to make sure I'm okay. And I know that you check the weather forecast because of me. And that is so sweet because I have seasonal affective disorder. And so when the weather changes, I don't feel well. I'm so grateful at just how lovely and considerate you are and checking up on me when when it's raining and you know just to to see how I'm doing so thank you and it really goes to show how a text from a dear friend can mean so much it's something that can take us you know two seconds to to send but it means so much every time I, I get a text from you it just warms my heart and so thank you so much for everything you do not just for me but for the world Thank you. Well, you too. I mean, the point is that it works. Even in our tendencies to hibernate, it works. It does. If you work it. It does. And, yeah. it, and it's so interesting because, again, like if we're the person that's reaching out to someone else to check on them, it might not seem like we're doing a lot. At least for me, like I, I don't always think that I'm doing anything. Like if I'm reaching out to somebody like, you know, just to check how they're doing, but on the receiving end of it, I know anytime I hear from you or any of my other friends, it's so nice and it's so heartwarming. And so sometimes we don't see the impact that we're making. What I've learned is that a lot of times we will not know just how much of a difference we're making. And so for any of you that are listening out there, I just want to let you know that you have already made a difference. You have already saved thousands of lives and your actions really make a difference. And whether it's reaching out to other people and also finding ways to follow your own drum to create some kind of fun hangouts, you know, like Netflix party with your friends while practicing physical distancing, maybe playing charades on Zoom with each other, for example, maybe going for virtual walks while on FaceTime with a friend. All of these can be so helpful for managing both our physical and mental health and these seemingly simple tools cannot be overstated or overlooked because they really make such a huge difference. I was just going to say, I remember when you had first told me these things and I was in, like I said, I was in so much pain. I mean, just feeling like I was burning alive over some very serious issues. And I thought, no, how much can a walk help me? My world is ending. <laughs> and it's easy to feel like that. And huge validation for you if you feel like that. I know it, it feels like that. And probably for very good reasons, but it doesn't mean you have to live in it. 
yes, your pain is real and important, and it's also possible to move through it with some really simple tools. And I'll, the only reason I would even enact these tools, I didn't do it because I thought they would work. I did it because I didn't have any other choices. It was either that or just basically disintegrate. When you're at that point, if you're at that point, I hope you remember this conversation. I hear you. And you know, I've been at that point too. And I remember there was one time you and I both were going through a hard time. And we decided that we were going to go for like a 10 minute walk. And it accidentally ended up being six miles. <laughs> Do you remember that we went to Balboa Park? And yes. it was amazing because it ended up just being so uplifting, at least for me. And, you know, it was so great spending time with you and looking at the different museums and, you know, and getting coffee and just kind of catching up. And it, it was supposed to be a 10 minute walk and it ended up being three and a half hours, you know, as we kind Wonderful. of like strolled and took our time. And <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think the key is get yourself in motion. Get up physically. Stand up and walk. Walk somewhere, walk outside, hopefully, where you can feel the world, the nature on your face. Or, you know, go put, I remember putting, actually, I put ice on my face sometimes yeah. just to break me out of intense pain and longing and trauma and, you know, or hot water, just running my hands under it until I would just wake up out of the circle that my mind was going in. Mm -hmm. Just get yourself in motion, right? If possible, yeah, temperature changes. And that's that's a great example of mindfulness of really noticing changes in the temperature for holding a piece of ice, for example, it can be really helpful for a panic attack, or any kind of extreme emotion that we might be experiencing because it's grounding just feeling that temperature change in our hands. Or as you mentioned, warmer water, we talked about walking for folks who have any kind of disability who might have a difficult time walking, any kind of other movement as well you know, if possible, stretching or doing like upper body dance, if, if possible, any kind of movement that is possible or available can be really helpful. Actually, an upcoming guest on our show, Kelly McGonigal, is going to be talking to us about her book, The Joy of Movement, where she talks about how even simple movement like dancing, which again could be done even sitting down or even lying down, can be really helpful with boosting our mood. It helps to release all kind of feel-good chemicals into our body, like dopamine, for example, really boosting our mood and helping us get through some of the biggest challenges we're facing. Wow. These are wonderful techniques you guys are talking about here. And one of the most common themes that I've been noticing on our podcast lately and, you know, on this one is the need for connection. It's really interesting that this whole situation is a very unifying thing in it together, right? It's something that we can all just really value that aspect of it. It's a very indiscriminate virus. It doesn't make any qualms about anybody really and right. that's that's where it is we're, we're unified in that effect we're all in it together and this could be a very wonderful opportunity for us all to just acknowledge that and embrace our unity as human beings absolutely it's our whole world all seven billion of us against this one common enemy yeah. You guys said so many wonderful things, but is there anything else that you'd like to say to our listeners, maybe directly, who might be struggling at this time? Yes. Thank you, Dustin. I just want to say that the one upside of this beyond using our muscles of 
empathy and compassion and self-compassion. The one other upside of this is that for the first time, perhaps in human history, the entire population of the world is standing against the same enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's the great equalizer. As you just said, this is non-discriminating. It's rich, it's poor, it's people of religious faiths of all kinds, people of none, people of different types of backgrounds, people of different types of spiritualities and preferences and all genders. It's everybody. And I hope that there can be some commonality that sinks into our hearts at this time and realizes that we all have the same needs to be safe and to have connection and to have food and shelter and that we all have the same fears, which is of something getting us or someone we love. And I hope that there is a vaccine quickly, obviously, and I hope that when this virus is dealt with through a vaccine, hopefully, and any other remedy, that we can use this collective energy not to fight against each other, but to fight against the enemies of climate change and of apathy and a lack of empathy and a lack of seeing each other as human. This is a great example and a great kicking off point. If we do this right as humans, we can truly have a better world by the things that we're learning during this time. So beautiful and so well said. And if I can just add to anyone who's listening, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling guilty, whatever you're feeling is perfectly okay to feel and you're absolutely not alone. There's millions of other people right now in this moment who are feeling exactly what you're feeling. What you're feeling is perfectly normal and it is okay if you're not functioning in the same way as you did before the pandemic because what's going on right now is not normal. So it's okay if you're not doing all the same kind of routines and rituals that you did before it started. It is okay that you're not as creative or as productive if you're not. It is also okay for you to take some time for yourself. Please know that you're already doing your part, that if you're practicing physical distancing, if you're checking up on your friends, if you can, if that's possible, you're doing your part. If you're taking care of yourself, you're already doing your part. All of us are in this together and we're all here holding your hand virtually from afar. And I'm hoping that we can all imagine all 7 billion of us holding hands all over the world to face this thing together face it like star trek face it like the federation i I, honestly i think i wouldn't be doing this podcast justice if i didn't ask how do you think the starfleet federation would take on this pandemic i think bravely and sensibly and i think we would use every tool at our disposal which includes isolation which includes not breaking it which includes not making that one risky visit. Starfleet would be very sensible, but very much along the lines of what Roddenberry taught, which is compassion and unity. What Spock did for Pike in the Menagerie in the first season of the original series is very much what our first responders and healthcare heroes are doing now. They're risking everything 
Spock came up against the idea of court-martial and the death penalty and everything else. He would have lost it all simply because he was doing what he thought was the right thing, which was standing up for Pike to go get healed. And that's what our healthcare heroes are doing. So hopefully we can just learn to have respect for all professions. You know, it's crazy that we ask autographs from actors instead of these people, instead of the real heroes of the world that are doing medical work and social justice and we should treat them like heroes i think that's a huge part of the lesson and i'm glad to see it happening how about you janina what do you think so captain's log day 18 (laughs) of quarantine (laughs) i think that just about any captain on the federation would probably have their people face this with dignity with compassion, with support, with doing whatever is necessary. And as hard as it is, if that means physical distancing to save lives, I think that's what it would be. So Superhero IRL, which is the tag on Pop Culture Hero Coalition on social media, has got a lot of posts about our latest project. And I would really love for you guys to follow us and to take part. We're calling cosplayers and makers all across the country to make masks according to specification and using material that we have that we can send. We've gotten material from hospitals that's medical grade and patterns that are approved by doctors to create face masks and shields, face shields from plastic for healthcare heroes, doctors, nurses, techs, Mm -hmm. custodians. Say it again. Pharmacists. Pharmacists, everybody on the front lines of this. And the need is great. You know, food delivery workers and, as Gina said, grocers and truckers, people that are in contact with a lot of people daily and have to be in order to keep this world working and for their jobs, they need masks and deserve them. And studies do show that the right kind of masks can block out a significant risk. So if you have a sewing machine, if you're a cosplayer, if you're a maker, if you're handy in any way, please tweet us at Superhero IRL on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can email us info at popculturehero.org. That's info at popculturehero.org. And let us know you want to help, and we will put you to work. We have hospitals that we're in touch with to get the masks straight to the right department. It's all working. I want to put a quick shout-out to Vianne. Chevalier, who is our coordinator for this, and we're rocking this, guys. Let's uh, let's let's get to work. It sounds amazing. I'm definitely gonna promote this as far as I can. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful thing you guys are doing. That's fantastic. This is actually a good opportunity for us to end this episode of Superhero Therapy again. My name is Dustin. You can find me on Twitter at the Van Geek. I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. You can find me on Twitter at Shadow Quill or Dr. Janina Scarlett Official on Instagram. So Chase, thank you so much for being our guest today. Please let us know again how we can find the Pop Culture Hero Coalition. Find yourself and find more information about this program that you're putting on with Superhero IRL. Thank you so much. So Superhero IRL is our handle on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Superhero IRL. And I'm at Chase Masterson on Twitter and Facebook, and it's Chase Masterson on Instagram. This stuff is all over our Twitter feed, both mine and the Coalition's, and we really hope you'll reach out. And if you make five masks, you can save five lives. 
or maybe more. So please join us. And thank you so much for supporting this work in every way you can. Stay tuned. It's going to be good. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe out there and realize that you are a superhero.